Father, we thank you for this season and we celebrate the birth of your son. Father, we thank you for what that birth means, Lord, his life, his death on the cross, his resurrection, and his ascension, Lord. And now we wait for his return. Father, as we celebrate this season, let us not lose sight that he is the reason for the season. There is no other. May we share that with those that we meet this Christmas season. Thank you for those who have come to be with us this morning, Lord. Uh, we pray that each heart would be open to receive your message this morning. We ask for your wisdom to be imparted upon Sean as he brings your word this morning. And we thank you and praise you all of this in the precious name of the one you sent, Lord. And everybody said, amen. You guys may be seated. Good morning, Coastal Church. I want you to do me a favor. Uh, this is you recognize some of these folks because they're a part of our uh, our worship ministry, our music ministry here at Coastal Community Church. But Scott Brown, this is his band called Greater Works. They've been working really hard behind the scenes. They performed a few times in the community. Thank you so much for being here this morning. So. Uh, I got good news. They're going to come back and close with a couple TSO songs, and uh, I've been told they're hard to play. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Thank you, guys. I want to do a couple things before I do a little bit of teaching here this morning. I want to remind you of kind of the calendar coming up this week. Uh, we've got our Christmas Eve services. They're going to be at 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock on Christmas Eve, and, um, and it's going to be a full house. We do family worship for Christmas Eve. It's going to be a candle lighting service. Uh, we will have child care, and I'm, I'm I was told to be really specific on this. Uh, we're going to have child care from 24 months and under, okay? And then uh, the rest of the children will worship with you. We keep the service short. It will be under an hour. And uh, and if you'll get here 30 minutes early, if you have a family of children, we're going to have some special children's stuff in the children's area. They're going to have a great time. So make sure you get here a little bit early uh, if you have kids, okay? The second thing I want to let you know, it will be full on Christmas Eve. And so please make sure you give attendance to your ushers and sit where they ask you to sit. You know, I know sometimes like, I don't want to sit up there, sit there, whatever, but we do we're going to need to use every seat, okay? So, so make sure you get here early. And then next Sunday, uh, we are going to just do two services, not three, okay? So we're going to do the 815 and the 945. So if you come for the 11, if you come for the 1115 service, nobody's going to be here, okay? You're going to be worshiping by yourself. Uh, and we do that for a couple of reasons. Obviously, the holidays, a lot of people traveling, but uh, a lot of, uh, I, I want to give a little shout out to our many volunteers. There are a lot of volunteers at Coastal Community Church that help us do three services. And in order to do that, you got to get here at about seven in the morning and you stay at about one in the afternoon. And we have many, many people people that do that each and every week. So we're trying to give them a little bit of a break and get them a little out of here a little bit early that week too. Does that make sense? And so, that, so that's kind of our calendar coming up. And uh, I've been doing a, a series, a mini series here at Christmas called The Words of Christmas. You know, we just sang the song, Oh, Come Let Us Adore Him. Why do we adore him? I mean, what's, you know, I mean, obviously babies are beautiful, but, but what, why do we adore Jesus Christ uh, above all? And, and why do we talk about that? And one of the words I want to focus on this morning that Christ came to bring is the word peace. 
right? And, and so let me ask you this. What, in your mind, if, when I say the word peace, what comes to your mind? It's a rhetorical question for those of you about to answer out loud. Uh, so, you know, like what comes to mind when you hear the word peace? In my house, when I hear the word peace, what I think of is, is uh, the time when all my kids are finally in bed and my wife and I have that one hour together when we can no longer hold our eyes open any longer, right? And, and that's kind of what comes to my mind when I hear the word peace. But maybe, maybe your house is different. Maybe, maybe you have older kids, right? And so when I throw out the word peace, maybe what comes to mind for you is, is the time when finally all the kids are home, right? And you can rest a little easier, like, oh, you know, now I, now I have peace. Maybe when I throw out the word peace, maybe what goes through your head is it's those moments when you and your spouse and they're, they're all too sparse where you're not fighting. There's no anger and irritation in your home. And, and it's those brief moments where there seems to be a level of peace in the home. Maybe, maybe that's what comes to your mind. Maybe Maybe for you, it's, it's finances. Maybe you're like, man, if I could just offload some debt or if I could raise some money for my business or if I could, you know, if I could add more money to the bank account, maybe, maybe then I would have people. Like every day seems to be I'm just stretched to the max financially. And, and man, just some finances would bring a, a measure of peace. Maybe you're here this morning and uh, there's a backstory to your life that nobody knows about. You know, it's the story that no one knows about. And, and you walk through life with this kind of this underlying sense of guilt. And you're like, man, if this story ever got out, man, I'd be embarrassed. And, and you know, man, and maybe you won't run through life. And you're like, if I could just offload the guilt, then I, I might have a measure of peace in my life. I don't know what peace means to you, but I do know this. It, at the heart of the Christmas story is a declaration of peace. Remember in Luke chapter 2, verse 14, we, we read the whole passage last week, Luke chapter 2, 14, when the angels showed up and they declared to the shepherds that there was the Son of God was going to be born, Jesus Christ, they, they, they shouted out, glory to God in the highest heavens and what? What's it say, church? And what? And peace, right? Glory to God in the highest heavens and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Now, I'm going to make two points here before we get back to some good music. You know, um, but, uh, you know, the, a lot of times we're taught, like, to make peace with yourself. You know, there's something far greater than making peace with yourself. I don't even know how you do that, actually, apart from the work of God, apart from worshiping someone other than yourself. And so the greatest peace that you can have is really peace with God. That's why the angels declared that. The greatest peace that you can have is peace with God. And so last week, when we talked about hope, I illustrated um, hope from, the, from a story in, in uh, um, Romans chapter 4, where the Apostle Paul kind of looks back to the story of Abraham. And I want to kind of continue on that here this week. Uh, and, and you guys remember the story, and, and, and then the Apostle Paul kind of gives us a, a little more insight into it in Romans chapter 4. But the story is Abraham is told in Genesis chapter 12 that he's going to have a son. And through that son, there's going to be a great nation. And through that nation, the whole earth will be blessed. Literally, peace on earth through that nation as they become worshipers of the true and the living God. And, and Abraham goes years with no son. And so he begins to wonder. But then the promise is reaffirmed to him in, in Genesis chapter 15. God says, you're going to have a son. And through that son, all the nations of the world will be blessed. And then, and then if you remember, years go by and still no son. And so Abraham and Sarah, they take matters into their own hand. And Sarah says, listen, I, I want you to sleep with my handmaid, Hagar. And she has a son. And that creates all kinds of complications as they disobey God. But the amazing thing about the God that we worship is even when we mess it up and even when we stray from his plan, he still reaffirms his promises because he's true to his promise even when we're not. Isn't that incredible, church? 
And so God shows back up in Genesis chapter 17 and 18, and he reaffirms to Abraham and Sarah, I'm going to give you a son. And this is where we get a little commentary on it in Romans chapter 4, that they were so old. The, 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 the Bible uses the term, their bodies were as good as dead. In other words, the hot flashes were gone. It's impossible at this point to have a child. This isn't going to happen. And when, the, and, when the, and when the angel shows up, Abraham and Sarah, literally, they laugh. Sarah laughs at the idea of having a child. And one year later, at the age of 100, guess what? They have a child. And what do they name their child? Anybody know? Anybody know? Isaac, right? Anybody know what Isaac means? It literally means laughter. <laughs> the joke's on you, Abraham and Sarah. You know, God's good to his promises. So the Apostle Paul tells that story, and then he, and that's an illustration to a very important verse in, in, in Romans chapter 5. Okay, so the very next verse after Paul illustrates with this story. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1, he says, Therefore... Since we have been made right in God's sight by what, church? What's the word? By faith. Ready? We have what? Peace with who? With God. Therefore, so if you remember the story, Abraham believed God. He had faith in God's character and God's promises. And so his righteousness was credited to him because he believed in God and his character and his promises. And so it was credited to him as righteousness. And Paul says, because, that's an illustration. Therefore... Since we have been made right with God, in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of, of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. And the therefore refers back to a very important Christian doctrine, okay? This is a very important doctrine. And the doctrine or the idea, the teaching is declared righteousness, all right? Declared righteousness. And the idea of declared righteousness is, I'm going to give you a big theological word, is the doctrine of justification. All right? How many of y'all have ever heard of that word? Raise your hand. All right? Seven. Okay, so now you all have. All right, so uh, the doctrine of justification. Now, some of you heard that word, and you've been taught that the doctrine of justification means it's just as if I'd never sinned. Have anybody ever heard that? Define that way. That definition actually saw, saw, falls way short of the idea of the doctrine of justification. By grace through faith, when you believe in the person and the work of Jesus Christ, that's why Paul says in 5.1 that uh, because of what... Jesus Christ, our Lord, and by the way, that's not first, middle, and last name, okay? Lord is a position that Christ takes up in our heart. We bow a knee to his lordship as savior. And when that happens, the righteousness of Christ is credited by grace through faith to your spiritual bank account. So the, so the idea of justification is not just as if you'd never sinned. It's way better than that. It's a step higher. The righteousness, the good works of Jesus Christ have been credited to you so that when you stand before God, you stand before God clothed in the perfect works of the person and work of Christ. Isn't that incredible, church? That's declared righteousness. So when you, when you read Romans chapter 5.1, it takes on a whole new meaning. See, this is based upon the promises of God. Declared righteousness is not based upon how you feel this morning. Declared righteousness is not even based upon what you did or didn't do to make God happy. Declared righteousness has everything to do with what God has done in the person and work of his son, Jesus Christ. Isn't that good news? It doesn't depend on you. It's the, the gospel brings freedom. The gospel brings peace. Grace and faith have granted us declared righteousness. Romans 5.1, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight, the word there is justified. 
You've been justified by faith. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. And so when you're, when you're declared righteous, church, you have peace with God. In Christ, you have peace with God. I've got really good news for you this morning. If you're, if you're the one that came in here with that kind of that underlying nagging sense of guilt, like how's this guilt going to get off life? And I never have peace in my life I got, because I, I never have peace in my life because I got this underlying thing, my, this backstory. God could never, he will never love me. He'll never forgive me, whatever. I've got really good news for you. In Christ, God is not angry with you. You're free. It's been, the, the mess has been paid for on the cross. That's the work of Christ. And you're now free by grace through faith to be all that God created you to be. You don't, know, you don't have to run around angry, running from God and questioning God because you have peace with God through the person and work of Christ. Christmas is about God sending a Savior that we might have peace with him. And there's nothing greater than having peace with God. Now, the second part of this, the second thought I want to give you about peace this morning. When you have peace with God, it overflows that your life now projects the peace of God. Okay? You don't try to find peace with yourself. You have peace with God, and that overflows to having living your life with the peace of God. You ever, you ever been around those people that have that inexplicable sense of peace about them? Like, they're battling cancer, Right? And you go to visit them, and you think you're going to bring a measure of encouragement to them, and yet they encourage you, and you, you kind of feel like a spiritual slep because, you, you know, they've, you, they've encouraged you so much. You ever been around that person? Like, well, what's that about? Where's that come from? They, they, have, they have more peace than healthy old you, right? You ever been around someone whose family's a mess, and you know, just there's so much brokenness, and, and, you, and yet they walk through life with a sense of peace and trust in God and his promises and his character. Like, what's that about? And you wonder, man, how, how do they, li they literally have a, a peace that passes understanding, right? That kind of peace. The reason is because the peace of God is granted to those who have peace with God. And the reason is when you, when you have peace with God, you can be assured that the promises of God and the character of God will always give you the strength when you need them, no matter the circumstances. Did you hear that? When you have peace with God, you can be assured that the character and the promises of God will always give you the strength that you need when circumstances demand that you need the strength and the promises and the peace of God. The Apostle Paul in Romans 8 to kind of take this journey that, you know, the, uh, the idea of declared righteousness. Now we're under the umbrella of God's love in Christ. And then in that, Paul continues his journey in Romans chapter 8. And this is what he says about those who have bowed a knee to the Lordship of Christ. He says, Romans chapter 8, verse 37, no, despite all these things, he's talking about all the difficulties of life. He says, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced that nothing is ever can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed to us in Christ Jesus our Lord. Isn't that incredible, church? We have peace with God, which overflows to the peace of God. And when you have peace with God, you know that God, the God of the universe is now for you, not against you. Am I the only one encouraged by that? It's amazing, right? It's incredible. 
And when, when you journey with God and you have the peace, you have peace with God and you journey with the peace of God, Psalm 23, 4 is now, Jesus is now your good shepherd, right? And so 23, 4 kind of comforts us as we go. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what's it say? I will what? I'll fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. The God of the universe in Christ is with me. The peace, you have peace with God, which overflows to the peace of God. And when you're struggling with having the peace of God as you go through, through your life, I would encourage you to check your heart. There's probably an area of your life that is not gripped in worship in, of the Christ child, that you're worshiping him so that you can trust the, the promises and the character of our God. In 1864, one of uh, America's greatest poets was a guy by the name of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Longfellow had just been through a a really difficult season of his life. Uh, Two years previous, his his wife had had tragically, her dress caught on fire, and her burn wounds were so bad that it it took her life. And he, Wadsworth, uh, Longfellow was now a, a, a widower. 1864, he lived in uh, the northeast of America, and America was ravaged by the Civil War. Very difficult stretch. Antietam and Vicksburg and Gettysburg had, had pitted brother against brother and father against son. And this went from Mississippi to Maine, and many did not come home that Christmas. Some never came home at all. Longfellow sat in in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and he was pondering the state of the world in which he lived. He was at this moment a widower, and he was now nursing his son Charles back to health, who had been injured by a Confederate bullet at the Battle of New Hope Church. And he was skeptical, to say the least. And he sat in his home and he he heard the bells of a local church playing Christmas music, declaring peace on earth and goodwill to men. And Longfellow struggled with this message, to be honest. In fact, as he thought about it, peace on earth, goodwill to men, he, he put a question mark next to it. And he did what all great poets do. He grabbed a pen and he put it to paper. And he wrote the song that we now sing, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. I want you to listen to this. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. They're old familiar carols play. Mild and sweet their songs repeat Of peace on earth, goodwill to men And the bells are ringing In my heart I hear them Like a choir despair I bowed my head there is no 
song because there's times when it seems like you know we live in this in-between time I always say it's the now and the not yet of the kingdom sometimes it seems like the not yet is winning doesn't it and I love the line in the song that says God is not dead nor does he sleep Christmas reminds us that God is not dead nor does he sleep he entered in the first advent and we have hope, church, of a second advent where Christ will come and restore all that is broken. And the angels announced that God has intervened through his own son, Jesus Christ. The angels cried out, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. 
This is not a sadistic joke offered by our God, but rather it's peace with God and the peace of God that is found in the person of Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you when your heart is sideways and it's filled with worry that you will worship again the Christ child, God's son, Jesus Christ, the author of peace on earth and goodwill to men. Let's close with prayer and worship him. Heavenly Father, we thank you for peace brought through the person of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, that we have peace with you, declared righteousness by grace through faith. Not anything we have done, but the work of your son, his righteousness credited to us our sin paid for on the cross and the resurrection that reminds us that you're in control even over the grave. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in us. And God, this morning we, we, we celebrate Christmas, your first coming, but our eyes are forward looking, God, to your second coming when you will restore all that is broken. And peace will come as you always intended. And we give you praise. And we have hope in those truths. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. All right, church, this is our offering time. If you're a guest with us this morning, I want you to know we're not after your money. This is one of the ways we worship God at Coastal Community Church. As a guest, I'd love to have one thing from you on the side of that bulletin is a connect card. If you would fill that out, we just want to send you a thank you card for coming. That's all we're going to do with that. I do want to remind you after the service, if you would like to talk to someone or pray with someone, our prayer team members are always up here on the front row designated by wearing purple shirts so you'll know who they are, and uh, they would love to minister to you with prayer. Don't forget uh, Christmas Eve, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock next week, uh, next Sunday, 8.15 and 9.45, our two services. All right? And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Greater Works. Would you put your hands together and welcome them back? And uh, we're looking forward to hearing you guys. Bless us with some more great music.
Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us this morning. Merry Christmas to everybody. You guys have a wonderful Christmas season and share the love of Jesus during this time. Thank you.